Welcome to another episode of Cardboard Fever. I am your host, Mike Joachim. Matt joins me and joining us today for the first time is DJ Ski. Sir? What's up, guys? How are you? I'm I'm uh, living the dream and enjoying every day. That's what I like to hear. That's great, man. Same, same here. Just trying to stay positive and stay busy is, is the name of the game nowadays. It's just keeping myself occupied and uh yeah so let's let's dive right into it here i know you're you're a busy guy so you know obviously everybody knows you from the world of music and and you know film and and you're you you do just about everything so and the more the more i researched the more i was like i don't know what questions to ask because there's so many to ask in in a short interview but how did you how did you get you know how did cards come into the picture for you Sure. So ironically enough to through everything that I've done, my, my first business, like, like many others as a kid was with sports cards. I set up a shop in my garage, you know, that was my first time trying to to be an entrepreneur. I always thought I was going to be a pro athlete growing up. Um, So that was kind of the foundation for me. And my love with sports happened when the twins won the world series in 1991. I grew up in Minnesota and, you know, I would spend my days frequenting card shops, hunting for Kirby Puckett, for King Griffey, for all of the the great 90s basketball star star cards. And uh, from that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd always been into sports it was you know even when I even though I obviously went down the music path even on my tv show we created a segment called ski sports where we would film content with athletes like Kevin Durant and you know mix them with music and started working with sports teams and really got back heavy into cards so, saw the movement happening in the past few years and 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 jumped back in kind of uh head first yeah, I, I mean, you you now have a store called Cards and Coffee, and and I see you guys doing some breaks on social media all the time. So, I guess part two of that question, then and then I'll let Matt jump in, is how did you go from collector to listen? I'm all in. I want I want the store and and you know the, everything that that came with that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's I, I'm lucky if you like my life. I've always figured out a way and to, to turn my passions into kind of careers and business opportunities. So I can, at the end of the day, justify doing it. I loved music. I love DJing. So, so I dove in on that and then kind of the same with, with sports and, and now cards, it's something that I've loved and have, you know, has, I've had so much history for, I mean, even if you look in, in my backdrop and I've had these things for years, it's like sports cards and sports memorabilia and things. So um, I, I decided that, you know, when I, when I really jumped back into the scene and especially once I was, you know, forced like everybody else to not go on a plane during COVID, I realized I started seeing the business explode like many others, but I, I looked around and beyond the obvious opportunities of being like a sports card investor and, you know, investing my money in in cards that I believed in and having fun with that path. I thought that there was just so much opportunity in the sector as a whole and a a lot of ways that I could also help shine a light on it by bringing in a new demographic targeting kind of a new audience. And I thought that, you know, especially when you look in the the media side, the content side, um, the retail side, and uh, just in general, I thought that, you know, I could be of, you know, of course, like there's everything that we're doing there is intent of, of being successful. But for me, it was a greater good as I believe the more people that get into this, the better it is for kind of everybody else. And I wanted to share, you know, my, my, my early memories as a kid running around, you know, with 
with my dad going to card shops and things is, is, is so you know, important in my life and helped craft who I am. Um, so I want to, you know, help it enable those kind of same types of experiences. So I just looked around the space and I saw coincidentally, there was so much opportunity for that. I thought that, you know, the space was still very green and, and not despite as mature the, the, the card market was itself, a lot of the industries around it hadn't been. And it reminded me quite frankly, of a lot of what happened with sneakers early on. Um, in the sneaker scene, I was very involved not only, you know, I started collecting as a teenager, but did a documentary on Netflix. Um, have worked with every major brand out there, as well as like you know, invested in was one of the first investors in platforms like StockX and, and yeah. heavily involved in that scene. So I also saw what like really worked well and and how I was most successful from a business side in that realm, and have been trying to apply that into the card world. I love it. Matt, go ahead. Hey, so if Matt Allen here with DJ Ski on the Cardboard Fever podcast. If someone were to want to start up a business or be an entrepreneur, whether it be into cars or DJing or anything that you have done, what would be the best piece of advice that you could possibly give? Just do it, right? Like the the best day is today. The the next best day is to tomorrow. The, you know, like you can't you can't jump in and so many people get scared to get in and, and wait for things to be perfect. And while you want to do optimize it, a lot of it's just going out and experimenting and trying. And that doesn't mean just going all in and putting, being like, I want to get into cards. I want to get into whatever that is, you know, risking my whole life tomorrow without knowing the, 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 the pros and cons, the dangers, the risks and the rewards and, and jumping in, but strategically just, just going out and doing it. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm an advocate of is opportunity comes to, you know, not only those that, you know, or actually, let me rephrase that. They say that, you know, luck is a preparate is a combination of like, being prepared and 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 all the other work that you've put into to whatever that field is at that time kind of and then recognizing an opportunity that's in front of you and that's really key if there, there's those opportunities there's no better time than, than right now it's so you might as well just jump in and do it and whatever whether it works or not um, you're going to get experiences that help you good and bad and everything else that you do and, and you learn from and those can also be more invaluable than anything else so you know obviously you know if you're serious about it and if you, if it's something that you really want to do you in, in any field, just go out and, and do it. Right. Like, and if the, the, so many people get discouraged and don't think that they can. And I remember when I started meeting like sports owners and, you know, billionaires and these people that as a kid, I didn't even think I would talk to somebody that was a millionaire, let alone like a billionaire. Right. It, was, it just seemed so unobtainable. And when I started interacting with them, when I started interacting with artists, with celebrities and athletes and these people that I'd looked up to my whole life, I realized at the end of the day, they're no different than any one of us. And if they can, can do it, like there's no reason myself nor, nor anybody else can't. So don't be afraid of, of, of just jumping in and doing it. Well, I, I think you really, after this, this follow-up comment, I'm going to ask a question and then I'll let you go back to Mike. But I, I really think you hit the nail on the head there with, with a couple of things. And A, athletes and celebrities, they're just like us. Too. I mean, don't, don't be afraid. Go up, talk to them, um, interact, but don't be afraid to reach out. And B, I agree. I couldn't agree more. The, today is the best day to do it. Do it right now. Uh, the only reason I have this podcast is because I took a shot with Mike and, and, and I met him through my other podcast that I have. But the question that I want to get to is, you've touched on it yourself. You, you've worked with a lot of famous people, a lot of millionaires, a lot of billionaires. Who's into cards that um, some of our followers might be surprised? 
Ooh, there's a few, you know, it's, it's interesting. A lot of, uh, a, lo a lot of athletes are, and, and I've heard certain things secondhand. Like there's a couple rappers. I know that like Quavo of Migos has been buying stuff up. I've heard that Gunna's into it. I haven't connected with him on it. We're, um, hopefully I'll be able to sync up with them again soon. Um, in terms of athletes, uh, you know, Carl Towns collected cards for, for a while. He's a Minnesota guy. So, um, there's, there's, you know, there's surprising ones and a lot more getting into it. Like we did a card cloud episode with Snoop recently and he has, you know, he had cards early on and now is kind of, you know, of course, a part of project 70 that I'm doing with tops and, you know, getting back into that scene and it's starting to, you know, it starts off slow as it does for, for everybody, right? You like buy a couple things and then you start just getting hooked. So I'm starting to see that happen. And I think that, you know, there's been, you know, there's a lot of music industry managers and a lot of music industry people behind the scenes that are around all of the artists that are starting to talk about it. So I think you're going to see a, a tremendous amount of, of more people jumping in. Of course, everybody knows about like what Kevin Durant's doing and, you know, launching companies with Rich and, and Boardroom and, and what those guys are doing is really cool. So, um, you know, there's, it's, it's fun too, like seeing, athletes like max holloway who we just had on on card clout from the ufc talking about and he, he's really into football so he wasn't into cards before but we did the episode and and he started like learning and understanding and getting kind of kind of hooked and addicted so it's it's, it's interesting to see and, so, and a lot of i've seen a lot of musicians and, and different people into also you know uh things adjacent not necessarily sports cards but things like pokemon cards real quick but let me cut mike off real quick because i want to do a quick follow-up to that as well yeah. Do you think that once the pandemic goes away, that all these people, not just celebrities, like random Joes, just like us, have gotten into cards because of the pandemic? Do you think once the pandemic ends, the market will fall again? I look, I think that in essence, I, I don't think that the market will fall, but I do think there will be bubbles in, in multiple fields that, that form and go do that. I think it could soften. I think that this is still here to stay. If you look at the card trend, like many other things, including what we're seeing with gaming, what we're seeing uh, across like, obviously like work from home and a lot of things that have happened over the pandemic were accelerated by, because of COVID. The, these were trends and things that were already gonna happen and, and COVID just really accelerated that. I, I do think there's gonna be a tremendous shift in, in very short order as the world opens back up as people really miss that in-person connection. So I think that it will cut down on just the volume and the amount of time that people have to sit on computers looking for, for cards at night as they'll actually be at dinners with friends and especially just seasonal at summer, which is generally slower for, um, for many forms of, of media and I think people, you know, it's, it's easier to sit in your computer on a cold winter night than it is a beautiful summer night. So I think those things will like naturally happen. But long term, I'm, I'm, I'm still super bullish on the scene and don't think it's going anywhere. And I think this was happening with this was happening without COVID. That just was, again, the great accelerant, especially when there was no sports on TV. People couldn't gamble. People couldn't um, watch anything. So like sports were your or cards where you're really the only way to interact with that. And I think it's gonna, gonna continue to grow even though there might be you know, natural ups and downs. And everybody always talks about dips and things that happen in the market. And that's the sign of a healthy market. It's, it can't shoot up forever. When it had like dips you know, in August of last year, right? Like everybody started freaking out like, oh, what is this? And then it came back. And then top of this year started off gangbusters, right? Now it's softened out a little. Like 
it's natural. And it's like, look, things can't, it's not healthy for a Jordan to jump from a hundred to 700 K for a PSA 10, you know, 86 FLIR. Now it's back to 400 K. It's, it's like many other things. It's like, all right, if I would have told you six months ago that a Jordan would be 400 K, you'd think it's crazy. So it still is up overall. It's just some things got corrected as people, you know, always when, when start things start moving, they get over overexcited. So there's natural market corrections that always happen. I agree there. So speaking of project 70, this is, uh, you know, my introduction to, you know, you, you and your, your card collecting side of things. And one thing I think is really cool. And uh, so I have two questions. How do you get the inspiration for combining music and art and, and two, what guys, obviously, you know, tops project 70 is baseball, but if you're going to go, you know, you get to do your own thing and expand into, you know, football, basketball, what have you, what are some guys that you would love to do some kind of artistic interpretations of, uh, in the sports card world. And while you're giving your answer, I'll put your two cards, uh, up to my camera so people can check it out when we throw this, throw this online. I, I love it. Um, it, it, great question. So for me, I mean, ironically enough, baseball is probably my favorite sport. If I had to choose one, I fell in love with, with sports during the, you know, 1991 Minnesota twins world series run. And that's kind of those moments have kind of stuck with me. And, and that's the sport that I played, right? Like I thought I was going to be a pro baseball player um, growing up in, in, in twin cities. And so for me, when it came time to do this card, first off, I was just so excited. It was like a dream come true. I was like, Yes, when I saw what they did with Project 2020 last year, I thought it was phenomenal. The way that they blended art and sports and just culture all together, you know, say what you say. And of course there were peaks and bubbles and um, a lot of craziness, but I think it brought in a whole new demographic, a whole new yeah. audience. It, it diversified the scene. And as, as I've really found too, there's a whole side of, there's a whole kind of niche in collecting that of people that are just into this, to this project. It's kind of its own like secret club. And I'm actually really bullish on, of, of course, Project 70, because I'm a part of it, but Project 2020 and those cards long-term, because that was one of the first that set it off. And I think it's actually a good buying time. Like who knows what can happen, but I think that this is going to be the first of many projects like it. So for me, when I got that opportunity for, uh, on one hand, I was like, this is the most exciting thing ever, dream come true. Um, it's, I only do things and I'm fortunate enough in this, in my stage of my career where I'm only, I can concentrate my time on things that I really love. Yeah. I've probably disproportionately spent so much time. Like, you know, I'm probably getting paid less than minimum wage for the time that I've spent into these cards. Cause for me, it's so, it's just so passionate. This is like one of the coolest and funnest things I've ever done. Um, so when I dove into it, I had to make something that was authentic. It wouldn't make sense if it was just me necessarily like, I'm not known as a drawing artist. I'm known as a music artist and, um, but, but an artist nonetheless. And, and it was interesting because that took me back to a lot of my early mixtape days and days when I was putting together my own covers. And if you look at like the mixtape covers of, you know, that I was doing back with Game and Snoop and Kendrick Lamar back in the days and, and just mixtapes in general, even the Jay-Z mixtapes, they're themes of pop culture and like kind of remixed. Um, and and mixtapes themselves are a whole subculture where it's all, you know, kind of a gray area. There's, there's, we, we run around and we're, we're taking, you know, beats and instrumentals and different things and the same on the covers. So um, there's so many, cool, so much cool creativity could come from that. So as I was thinking of what to do for this project, and I wanted to do something that would make sense to my brand and fit and that I could right. add on, it, it only made sense to tie in music to that. And in essence, remix these 
these cards. And, and that's exactly what I kind of went out to do. And, and for me, I've always been pretty protective and cautious of what I lend my name and brand to. I haven't traditionally done a ton of merch just because I didn't want to be somebody that follows in the steps of what everybody else does. And what Project 70 has given me is this kind of, I guess, resurgence and relife into creating products. And now we have, of course, the cards and doing the companion cards. We've done some really cool merch around that. Um, and I think that this stuff is so fun. And for, for me, like I've, I, I, this is something that now I'm looking at becoming a much bigger kind of brand and focus of, of my career and my life beyond just the cards for for Project 70 and, and hopefully more projects with Tops, who has been amazing for this. But this is something that I want to keep doing, mixing and, and kind of being at the intersection of sports, music, fashion, culture, um, all, all in one place and releasing just really cool, high quality products that, you know, um, hopefully create tremendous value for, for the buyers, even the way that we've you know, I've, of course, Tops has theirs available for, for $20 and you can get the foils and things, but even on our releases, like we're trying to create, you know, uh, make sure the quantities are limited enough, even if it, it means us leaving money on the table. A lot of instances, we're only doing 70 autos of, of, of these autos of the first, you know, couple cards. We are only doing $3.99 of the companion cards that I'm doing, but they're all, these are not cheap things to, to the, at least in the companions, they're really expensive cards to produce. Like we went out of the way to find the best foils, the best card stock, the best cases, the best manufacturing. And because we're not doing massive runs again, um, there's something that we're like, I'm really investing into, but that's because it's just so fun. I want this, this kind of world to evolve and, and last for a long time. And to the second part of your question for other sports, Absolutely. I mean, I think it'd be so incredible to do this in, in a plethora of ever of, of everything else. I mean, I'm a huge, of course, if you see behind me, I'm a, I'm a big Vikings fan and, and, and DJ every game still. I fly back for all of that. So, so that's a no-brainer. Basketball, I've been, you know, you see all of the Iverson shoes, Kevin Garnett signed game-worn shoes, the Jordan shoes behind me. So, you know, anything, anything with sports is, you know, I'm, I, I'm all in on. Aside from the Vikings winning the Super Bowl, what is the biggest, what are you most looking forward to in Minnesota sports future history? It's, you know, we have, I think ESPN ranked us a few years ago, one of the most miserable sports cities in, out there. We've not won a men's pro sports championship in, since 1991. So it's a 30 year drought this year. That was in baseball. The Timberwolves, who, who I love, I grew up going to games, watching Kevin Garnett, have been one of, unfortunately, the historically bad franchises in, in the NBA and have not won. And, and every year, it seems like something's going to be good and just doesn't come together. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Like, I, I love Carl Towns. I love Anthony Edla, Edwards. I'm excited for D'Lo, but, it, it, you know, it, it hasn't clicked. So... On one hand, just getting the Wolves back to to winning and competing. And I remember those years when the early 2000s with Garnett, with Sam Cassell, with, with Sprewell, and, and the excitement of that. I'd love to have excitement watching basketball as a fan again. So I'm not even going to ask for a championship at this point. Just making a deep playoff run, I think, would be intriguing. And on the baseball side, uh, you, are, you already nailed Vikings, so I'm not even going to bring that up. We all know <laughs> Super Bowl or bust. We just have to win one in my lifetime, and I'm not greedy. Like, one, I, I can sail off into the sunset, and please let it be while I'm there and working with them. That's, that's all. I mean, that's like the, 
to defect it. So I, I'm, I'm getting excited for the season, seeing our moves, but baseball, it's time. Like baseball is my sport. We, the twins have not won a playoff game in a long, long time. Um, it's, it's a ridiculous stat that I think we're bound to overcome. And my prediction is that it happens this year and we need to make another deep world series run. It's, it's, it's time, it's time for the city. It's time for all the Minnesota sports fans. Um, so really any of those sports sports winning, those are my squads. I'll, I'll cheer for anything kind of Minnesota too. Like, but the wild weren't there when, when I lived there, they moved, they, they launched, I should say. Um, cause I was there when it was the North stars and the North stars moved in 94 as a kid. So, um, I, you know, the, the three, one, the, the big ones for me are, you know, Vikings, Twins, Timberwolves. I, I definitely respect those answers. And, you know, you're really not greedy. As, as a Rays fan, you know, they were never good growing up. Yes, I'm from Pittsburgh. And the Pirates always suck, so I never cared for them. It's crazy what just a winning season can do for the city. Not even a World Series. So I completely respect those answers. My next Minnesota-based question for you, and then I'll turn it over to Mike, is did you ever, you know, I know you did the, the Satchel Page, and what was the other card you did this year? Um, babe. Babe, that's right. Oh, my God, babe. My, my yeah. apologies. <laughs> did Kirby Puckett ever come across your mind doing one of his, or would you do one of his in the future? Man, we've got so many cards that I'm so excited to, to share from this. The great thing about Project 70 is that we have – you know, 20 cards total that we do. I, I launched it off with Babe Ruth because he hadn't been seen in a set like this before. Um, because when you think of baseball, you associate it with that. Um, even though I represent Minnesota, I was born in in New York City. So, it, it, and it felt right for so many ways. One of my favorite mixtapes and projects that I did was a Jay-Z mixtape. There was a lot of like weird, eerie parallels from the fact of Babe winning seven World Series, Jay-Z having, you know, the Yankees have won seven World Series in his lifetime, them both selling out um, Yankee State I'm like, so that felt right for, for Satchel. It felt right. Tops just had gotten the rights. Um, that was the first, that was actually the first player I asked about. Cause I knew that they had rights for a lot of others that I wanted to do and that you'll see coming up. Um, but Satchel, you know, it was, you know, I, I remember learning about him as a kid and, and just falling in love. I still have actually a piece of memorabilia that I got as a kid, like a signed postcard from him hanging on my wall and always have. So to, to help tell that story and, and to tie in one of my favorite albums and one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time was there. But of, of course there will hundred percent be Minnesota things in the series. People are like, oh, well, you know, there's, there's so much of the, the same players in LA, New York, and that's natural just because that's where more people and more hype and popularity and, and sales have come from. But for, for me, you'll see, you'll, you'll see Minnesota more times than, than one in this and in, in a kind of, in potentially some different unique ways too. So I, I, I can't wait for you guys, you, you guys to see it. It's going to be awesome. Really, really cool Satchel Page uh, story, by the way. That's really Thank cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I think, I mean, it's on my desk right now, but one of the ones that, when I saw it right away, I was like, I have to, I have to buy this card before, like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit on it for a couple, couple hours, certain cards. That one, I was like, I got to buy, I don't know how quick this one's going to sell out. Cause it's, it's so good. And so I'll, I'll wrap it up with, with one last question here. And again, man, I appreciate all the time tonight. It's, it's been a, a treat talking slightly music and art related question, but of, of all the musicians, you know, that maybe aren't involved who do you think would be a great, you know, a great addition to let's call it project 2022. Let's just make up a future project here. I have one, I have one in mind, but I obviously, you know, you're, you're much closer to the music scene than I am. So I'm, I'm curious for your take. 
You're talking about artists, right? Not players. Yeah, artist or musician or both or yeah. Hmm, that's a great question. I mean, we could look through it. I, I thought it was great seeing a couple people and, and it's going to be great to see how these evolve, right? Like it's, it's awesome seeing a couple friends like Snoop and, and Action Bronson and yeah. um, guys like that, that in it, because they're, they're all, you know, I've known them for, for such a long time and to see them do something, do a project that's so cool. I mean, some obvious ones are, you know, it'd be great. I think, you know, Jerry Lorenzo would see, would, would do great. His dad was a pro baseball manager and um, he's now, I forget his exact title, but you know, he's taken on a very senior creative role at Adidas um, and his love for baseball is really incredible. So I think he, what he would do, especially from an aesthetic standpoint yeah. would be, um, would be really, really unique. I think that if you look musicians wise, I'd love to see, I mean, a combination of things. I'd love to see different genres, different uh, people and, and other DJs too, to see what, what they took out, especially because we, we as DJs had to do so much of our own things from old mixtape art to, um, to, I guess, you know, even like the, the cover, like you know, dealing with, you know, show art, poster art. So there's so many things. Um, music artists, I'm trying to think offhand. I feel like there's 10 that I haven't thought of that would you know are, are no-brainers they'll remember right when i when i come off but what was the name that you were thinking so right right over in your neck of the woods in la and mike Chinoda is an amazing artist and you know has done set art for for all their sets when they were when lincoln park was touring and yep. all the album art so that that's the one that came to mind when i that's that's a genius one i think that's great and i think there's just so many great artists just just out there in, in the scene too across so yeah. many different areas i mean how sick would it be everybody's talking nfts to get somebody like people to get yeah. you know other there's, there's great street artists out out here and in, in la and photographers and starting involving them getting people like you know jc Rowe or somebody like um you know even jared ellis who does this thing called hoop dream studios that have been helping out like people like that would be I think phenomenal. I, I love seeing the creativity and it's true. It's like you, you see um, some of the talent and you see some of the cards and it makes you step your, your game up. Like we, we all are watching each other. And I think that um, the, the fact that, you know, when you see great cards and the success and, and the kind of the ebbs and flows it, you know, for me, I've gone back several times, the satchel card originally didn't have the cassette player around it. It didn't have some of the other elements. And I just kept looking at it after it came out and I was like, it didn't feel all the way right there. And all of a sudden it clicked when I put the cassette thing around it and added like the little price sticker. It just yeah. felt right. And it fit that and it paid homage. So satchel main card for me was relatively easy from that perspective like kind of knew the image i wanted to use already a satchel um knew the cover that i wanted to to make it from but turning it into a cassette to me made it feel uh, like that's what set it off and took it over the edge for me it's these little details that really make it stand out and these things just take so long to, to sometimes kind of kind of figure out and i think just see and the more and, and sorry to get back to my original to the yeah. original point the more artists involved in seeing like so much of great designs. I mean, Project 2020 had so many incredible artists, King Saladin, Natural, like um, JK5, what he does. I mean, his trout card last year, I just love those like red eyes, seeing what Keith Shore's done. I mean, even the first run on, on, on this, seeing the the Tatis that Ermsey did. And of course the Acuna that everybody's talking about, that was like just, you know, game changing and, and kind of forces us like, all right, what, what can we do next? And I think, Every, like everybody keeps keeps each other up. 
check out those companion cards as well when, when they come out. But I know Matt had one more uh, comment before we wrap up here, so I'll, I'll let him jump in. Hey, I, hey DJ Ski, I just wanted to say um, I appreciate you taking time out of your night. I'm um, definitely going to be grabbing the rest of your set, including – and, uh, man, I, I listened to all your mixtapes growing up, man, and I just want to oh, say – man, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you being you and doing everything you you did, man. Like you were you were a big part of my high school childhood. I just I would jam out to you all the time, man. I appreciate uh, you. I love it, man. That means a lot. I love to hear it, and I love to see see everybody evolve and, and grow together. And for me, it's so cool that like all that foundation that I did, and like it's it's beyond belief. So I, I'm so fortunate and so blessed to be here, and, and so thankful for people like yourselves for for caring and, and enabling me to to have a career and to follow my passions and do these things I love. Because without you guys and without all the fans and supporters, it it wouldn't be possible. And that's why I'm really going in not just on these cards, but on these companions and the drops. And, you know, um, I, I, you know, we're really trying to create something, something special and create a brand that lasts far beyond in this kind of, I I think that there's a tremendous opportunity to really mix sports, music, art, like all these cultures together in one place that hasn't been done. And, you know, for, for my career path, you couldn't put together a, a better, kind of opportunity and, and, and huge shout out to tops for enabling me to really, you know, follow this with project 70. And I hope that there's going to be many, many more things beyond, you know, the, just this project that we do together. So, well, we'll wrap it up there, man. I listen, I, I appreciate all the time again and, and best of yeah. luck with, uh, with all the, all the cards this year and, and stay safe. And hopefully at some sort of card convention or something, we, uh, we, we bump paths and we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll do a live show and have some fun with it. But, um, definitely have to have you on again later this year and see how project 70 is going. And yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I hope to make it out to Chicago if everything goes as planned still and yeah. things stay on track in the world and everything stays open. And yeah, in the meantime, if anybody's out there, just follow me at DJ ski. I'm pretty active in my discord. We have my own discord up. Um, so if you go in there, we're actually like, I'm soliciting ideas for card features. And we also do all of our drops The you know, we're, we've been lucky where the companion cards have sold out really quick and the autographs sell out nearly instantly. It's almost impossible to get cause we've made such a low one. But if you're in our discord, we'll generally drop links few minutes early and stuff so um it's it's the best place if people want to uh connect with us awesome man well listen i appreciate it again and best of luck with everything and uh look forward to talking again soon of course thank you guys so much and thanks for the support keep up the great work thank you